Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on investing, retirement, and everything in between. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money. And sports. Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I am your host, Bailey Ashbrook, sitting here with Cole P. Yeah, what's up? Not at the Cubs playoff game. No. <laughs> Cole J. Hey, how's it going? How's and it going? Caleb. How's it going, everybody? Oh, we remembered him. We re- we're recording a, a different day than we usually do because Cole P thought he'd be rooting on those Cubs. We just had we had to prepare as if they were going to make the playoffs and have a home game. But, and then they uh, lost five out of their last six. <laughs> Just keep twisting the knife, guys. Here, I'll twist even more. How your Broncos do? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I don't it's a bad year to be fans of Cole's um, yeah. teams. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not a bad. The Cubs didn't do bad. Yeah, I, they just I'd said ended. at the beginning of the year. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but if they were five hundred, then I would be happy. And they finished like seven games above five hundred. So, so you're happy. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the outlook or the future looks bright. Put it that way. You guys made a lot of memories at games. That's yes. all that matters. Yes. Better luck next year. Yep. Uh, there's always there's always next year. That's the famous quote. Oh, okay. Let's transition to football, guys. So I'm not gonna look at Cole P. How your Steelers doing, Cole J? You know, we won yesterday. Uh three and two. Offense is horrible. Defense looks really, really good. We got the best. I <laughs> so it's basically the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah. yeah. yeah Same very, colors. Yeah, they look, <laughs> I would say, equivalent uh, football right now. Offense is pitiful to watch in defense. Room. We got the best player, I think, in the league on defense. So Which is? Uh, uh, TJ Watt. Sorry. There's too oh, many yeah, Watts. Yeah, yeah, JJ yeah. Watt. TJ Watt. Yeah. It's okay. At least you're not the Panthers where you trade your best wide receiver. Your um, the pick that would be Caleb Williams right now for Bryce Young. It could be worse. You yeah. guys. Yeah, tough. <laughs> the Niners look real good oh man yeah they killed the 49ers or the cowboys, cowboys last night i watched the first half and you could just tell greenlaw i think that's his name yeah the de- defender for the niners i was like you're scaring me but like you guys think about what brock purdy's making like yeah, seven hundred ninety thousand. Oh, yeah they talked it? about that on the on the he, game which like is a lot of money i'm not taking yeah. that away right. like very but like but when you have other quarterbacks making 40 million yeah that's a little different. and you're there's, on like the best team but I there's feel, quarterbacks making more in a game check than he's making <laughs> for 12 months you know? i saw i saw a thing on uh facebook this week that he still drives like a used car and shares like a small apartment with one of his teammates yes because <laughs> he makes like no money compared to everybody else it'll be crazy to see what he like, obviously, he's going to ask for more, but the Niners kind of got something figured out where, like, if you don't have to pay your quarterback so much, then you can pay a lot more for these surrounding players. I'm like, oh, that could how be... How the structure... Yeah. I mean, they really get a good deal. I don't know how many years he'll have on his, like, rookie contract left, but that's kind of what it was. Yeah. It's like, you got up until that quarterback has to renew. If you hit on, a like, a free agent quarterback or someone that was a, a rookie that was a non-drafted or barely yeah. drafted. I'm also and, curious, too, like, what will the 49ers think he's worth? Because yeah, every, that's what I'm saying. Because everyone else keeps saying, oh, he's just a system quarterback. So will... It's working. They, they said that him, about Tom Brady for, like, right. 25 years. Yeah. So yeah. will they pay him, like, a... Like a Joe Burrow quarterback, or will they pay him a mid-level? We'll, we'll see. You know, time will tell. I think I, though too, he's having so much fun and winning. Like I don't see him being a greedy person. Where he'll, obviously he'll want more, but he's not gonna. I could be completely wrong. I don't see him demanding like millions. Like he knows his. Yeah, role. he won't need to be the highest paid. Yeah. But I, I would guess he's gonna you know try to get market value though because you're one in we're one play away and that's your career. So funny though because yeah. in nine hundred thousand a year, like people would be like, <laughs> yeah. 
I know. Yeah. It's all relative, That's, right, of what, what profession you're you in. Know, you know that Tom Brady was never the highest paid quarterback yeah. in the league oh. ever in his career. And look and, at his career. Yeah. So He's got a little thing Some people, out. you know, Steelers, money, same money way. doesn't Steelers matter, have yeah. never paid their quarterback like top dollar. That's how it's always been. They've always spent yeah. more yeah. elsewhere. Who, who had the Niners? You had the Niners? I first? have the Niners and the Ravens. I had the Niners and Bengals. I forgot who I had. I had the Chiefs and Cowboys. The Chiefs are looking pretty good. Pretty sure I had the you Niners. Had the Eagles, I thought. Did you? You no, the, that was Caleb's guess for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You had the Dolphins yeah. winning, but I don't remember who the NFC team was. Yeah. Have to look that Pretty up. sure it was the Niners. Yeah. yeah. Dolphins Dolphins are looking tough too, but there's there's a lot of good teams and there are several bad teams, unfortunately, and my Broncos are one of them. Yeah. A lot of football. That's right. I'm right there with you, Cole. A lot too much left for my husband's mental load. I'm like, I need football to fly by. Hawks There's, are five and one. Yeah, Hawks yeah. are five and one, and the Cyclones are, are coming up. But don't you, you have a, a game on Sunday that you're going to or going to watch our? Where's Caitlin? Where's she at? She's not in the oh, room. Yeah. She's she's gone. gone. She's so we're gonna go watch the I think crossover Cheryl stole game. Caitlin. I think Cheryl stole Caitlin. Oh, Clarky Clark. Um, yeah, the crossover game. I was hoping for good weather. I'll be outside the stadium, trying to have the largest basketball game viewership so didn't you say they moved it inside they will there's yeah. a oh, it's like I a thing you. it's saying it will if like inclement 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 if there's bad weather they will move it inside i think this weekend's supposed to be pretty nice it's gonna be chilly for we me. just looked at 55 55 yeah. and 10 yeah. to 20 mile an hour wind so i don't know what what balances you know basketball i just top. don't know what it's gonna be like in there to shoot a basketball outside yeah. like that's like yeah, but but it's surrounded. Yeah, too. that's what yeah, I'm saying. I don't know. I was talking to my sister. I'm like, do we go tailgate at the stadium? I'm curious to see how small it looks in there. Yeah, you know when they when they a lot of times like the national championship games for basketball they'll block off like a chunk of this mm -hmm. like if they're playing at a huge stadium or something. So I'm curious of in perspective, you know, a basketball court in Kinnick Stadium. I think it'll be a really cool experience. Yeah, it's it might it's, be a little chilly, but yeah, it's I'll supposed to be about coat. the experience and just about uh, the women's game and. Uh, you know, they, they, I was talking to the UNI assistant coach. He's a good friend of mine. He's like, our ticket sales are up a hundred percent from last year. For season women, women's coach. For women's. Yeah. Impact. That's awesome. Just season ticket sales. They're up a hundred percent since last year. He goes, it's a, it's across the board. The Caitlin Clark effect is across the board. Not just at Iowa. It's across, across yeah. the board at UNI. Yeah. Iowa State. I mean, all these other programs are benefiting from it. So it's awesome. It's awesome. The game's growing. WNBA is expanding for the women. Are they really? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. the Golden State Warriors Golden State, are getting yeah. a got to prove for an expansion team. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, so that's why Clark might be treating this as her last year. Let's hope not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My dad's like, she could make so much more money. I'm like, she's probably made so much money. Yeah, she's, she's probably, probably like, she's probably I'm good. Plenty of money, I'm sure. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about, I love this topic, birthdays. Yeah, because your birthday is? Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, so we're taping this on Monday. Bailey's birthday is 10-10, so. Happy, happy birthday. Won't say how yeah. old you are. 34. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb. Oh, I what, thought it was 84. No. Oh, no, no. Caleb, what year were you born? I was born in 2002. How old and it makes then? everybody else feel old. <laughs> oh, I was just getting ready to graduate from college. Yeah. <laughs> I was 10. You'd made way too many mistakes by 2002. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the last thing on your it. your uh, your mind was these retirement milestones yeah, in yeah. 2002, I'm <laughs> sure. How time has changed. I like birthdays, though, because it's a good time to sit, reflect, and then evaluate your year to come. Like, I love it. I love the symbolism of just like maybe thinking about what you want your year to look like, what you want to accomplish this year, like what's important, what did you love about last year? And that's kind of what we're talking about today too, but like on a financial standpoint. So birthday milestones, like birthdays, you want to make sure you're taking care of your financial needs, like they're pivotal moments. So let's start it off. Age 50, who wants to take it? 
age 50, you are able to do some catch-up contributions to your 401k and IRA. And we won't, we won't go through the exact dollar amounts because they change every year. But when you hit that age 50, and it's in the year in which you turn age 50. So uh, the year in which you're going to turn age 50, you're able to do catch-up contributions to your 401k. So you're able to, it's about uh, 20% more than you before age 50. And then to your IRA, you can do an additional contributions too. Uh, one thing that people should know that in 2026, the catch-up contributions into your 401k can only be Roth contributions. Not that that's a huge deal for most people, but uh, that is something that they, they are going to uh, basically new. make a yeah. law. Yeah, yeah, it's new. Um, so right now you can do catch-up contrib- contributions, pre-tax or Roth, however you want to do it. Uh, but you're able to contribute more. So if you're yeah. maxing out your 401k and, and you get to age 50, you can you can just do that much more. I think that's a great thing because either you're ahead and you, you're like, hey, let's just add to this. We have extra money. We're living the same or you're a little behind. It gives you time to add a little more to the bucket. Yeah, there's that's that is a age 50 around that time. People usually are thinking, A, you're thinking more about retirement and B, usually kids are maybe mostly out of the house. Uh, your uh, your income or your expenses may be a little bit lower. Maybe not if your kids are in college, but uh, around that age people typically can save more. It's more of a reality of what's coming ahead. Yep, for sure. Awesome. All right, I'm 50. Got my extra contribution going. So now I'm 59 and a half. Happy birthday to me. What do I need to do, Cole J? Yeah, so 59 and a half. That's a, a unique one, I would say, because it's a it's a hat. The only one we probably have on this list that's a, the middle of the year. It is and funny I don't, they I don't, put half. I don't know where it came from, you know, in the IRS tax code now or what, what legislation that came up. But hey, 59 and a half is when you can... You know, you can take uh, you know distributions out of a retirement account, uh, whether it's Roth, pre-tax, you know, profit sharing, whatever it might be, and not be penalized uh, for taking that money out. Normally, and what I'm talking about for people who don't know that temp, uh, the ten percent penalty rule is if you're say you're fifty, we just talked about age fifty, and you call Cole Peterson and say, hey, I want to take ten thousand dollars out of my pre-tax IRA and I'm still working, I didn't do anything special, I don't have any disabilities, and Cole's going to say, well, you know, there's a 10% penalty, you know, for doing that plus the income tax due on that. So at age 59 and a half, that is when that penalty does go away. So that's a, it's a big point, um, I would say, not only for the distribution purposes, but we talk a lot about in-service rollovers, mm-hmm. and that's a time most most plans, and they're different, some are 55, but 59 and a half is a common age for what's called in-service rollovers. And that's where you can still be uh, working and contributing to 401k. And you can go to Cole Peterson and he can start his income planning and you can give him some of the dollars while you're still working into the IRA um, as an in-service rollover and then start a further, you know, a deeper strategy um, for income or whatever it might, might be. I was just going to say, why would someone want to do that? Why wouldn't they just leave it in their 401k? Like what's the advantages of doing an in-service? So I'm still at this job, been there 30 years, got 500,000, my 401k turned 59 and a half. I come to you guys, you guys like roll it out. What are the pros of that? Yeah. I think the, the first one that comes to my mind is the customization. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can, you know, say you're really going to look into replacing income. You're like, Hey, I make $80,000 a year at my job. I want to replace 50,000 in retirement. Um, it, there's a lot of strategies that we can do while you're still working that kind of help boost up those numbers into when you actually need to, to start using that money for retirement. And the other, um, in, 
just gives you a lot wider verse of investments to more use. More strategies yep. you can yep. use, more options, because you're only limited to what your 401k is offering you. Yeah, so so the 401k is designed for everybody in the 401k, whether you're 20 years old or 50 years old or 70 years old. It's designed for everybody, and they're typically just mutual funds or ETFs um, that don't have income planning around it. There's no annuities offered. There's no The fixed products are pretty limited, so uh, that's where we can we can, as independent financial advisors, we can find you anything out there that would be either to replace income or maybe safety. Maybe mm-hmm. safety is what you're looking yep. for too. The, it, everyone's plan is different, obviously, but at that age 59 and a half, uh, that's where our retirement planning really accelerates. And that's where we become uh, even more important for you. Uh, I was just going to gonna say, a that's a very pivotal age. Yeah. Per- personally control like just having control of my funds and putting them where i want to do with them like that would be like my number one thing at 59 and a half that's what i would say is number safety, two safety yeah. is yeah. a big actually now that you say that because you think about it um you know right now money markets are are yielding well over five percent which is crazy you know, in most 401k plans if you looked at their fixed account they adjust annually the fixed accounts that you have available in there and a lot of times they're way way behind now some bigger plans or more up-to-date plans won't be but that's a prime example where right now you, if you were 59 and a half and you didn't, you're like, Hey, I got 2 million bucks. I don't need any market exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to go to that. I mean, that's a prime example. Yeah. Another thing at 59 and a half that we haven't discussed is that state tax for mm-hmm. distributions comes oh, off. Yeah, yeah. So, so if, again, let's go back to the scenario where you said age 50, um, you're going to have the 10% penalty. You're going to pay federal tax. You're also going to play state tax because yep. you didn't wait till 59 and a half. After 59 and a half, you're not going to pay the state tax in Iowa. For the state of I was Iowa. In yep. For the state of Iowa. And other, some yep. other states. And some other states. Um, you're only going to pay federal tax on that distribution. You won't pay the penalty or state tax. So it's going to save you between probably 10 to 17% yep. um, You know, if you wait till 59 and a half. Which makes a rever- huge difference. Versus 58 or whenever you think you might want to take it. Just a plug to like that's why we always preach and educate you take care of yourself so like worst case scenario you don't have to take money out of these yep. retirement funds like we don't want anyone incurring these penalties but 59 and a half there you go 62 climbing up that ladder cold p what can i do at 62 well you can elect your social security it's the first age that you can elect your social security so not that we recommend it not that we're telling you you should go do it but it's just to educate you that that is the first age where you can elect social security you're going to have a permanent reduction for the rest of your life if you elect it then. Plus, you will be subject to the earnings test. So, um, you know, I had a gentleman the other day that um, retired, quote unquote, retired, but he still had investment properties where he had investment uh, proceeds coming in called passive income. Um, and he wanted to file for Social Security because he turned 62. Well, I'm like, well, you're still going to, that that income still reportable to the IRS and you're not going to be able to pass the earnings test. So you're going to lose some of that money to Social Security. Explain the earnings test. Real yeah, quick. so the earnings test, the IRS uh, does this so people don't elect their Social Security uh, before their full retirement age and also work, basically, so they can't double dip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... If you are 62 to whatever your full retirement age, let's just call it 67 because that's going to be the most common one uh, to 67. If if you're between those ages, you your, your earnings are subject to a test by the IRS. And if you fail that test and you're over that limit, the IRS is going to dip into your social security check and take some of that back. Now you'll eventually get it back uh, a long time down the road, but at the same time, you don't get your full social security payment. A lot of times that's why if someone's still going to have a, a decent amount of earned income or passive income that's that's gonna be subject to, to this uh, test, you know, earnings test. 
you know, we're going to tell you, wait till your full retirement age to take mm-hmm. your social security. Cause then you can make as much as you want. You're just subject to your income tax it's rates not at messy. that point. Yeah. Yeah. No. It doesn't make a sense. There's very, very few instances where it makes sense for you to elect early. If you're going to a continue to work or have income from, uh, you know, farmland, passive income from rentals, stuff like that. So if you're going to still, it, Basically, you need to, if you're going to elect early, you need to be done working and only taking distributions maybe from your IRAs or pensions, something that doesn't count towards that earnings test. And it's crazy how many people just turn 62 and go turn it on, even though they know yeah. because they haven't talked to anyone and they're just going to keep working. And then they're like, wait, what's, I, I can't make this mom. Well, you hear this get- a lot of, of, well, I just, I've been paying into it my whole life. I want to <laughs> make sure I get something out of it, you know? And it's like, well, let's, let's be a little more strategic about it. And I think this is a, a tip for anyone that's, you know, in these age ranges going through, um, go to the social security administration's mm-hmm. web, ssa.gov, go and create your login. They got a bunch of calculators, different things. I mean, you can see the actual implications on your numbers. If you retire early and I have income, what it does and all yeah. those type of things, or, you know, I don't want to take us out of the, that's a great too. Tip, I want us to speak yeah. to us, but, but that's an easy way for anyone at home to educate yourself and, and, and see what, uh, you know, what your, your actual benefit looks like. And I just hear this a lot. Well, my father passed away right away and he didn't get any was or my mother. I'm like, not saying it, but I'm like longevity, the medical world, it has evolved so quickly. Like don't compare your plan to someone else's, not even your own family. You know what I mean? I hear that a lot. Like, well, my dad never got his, so I'm going to turn it on. I'm like, well, you know, the medical world, they might keep you going for a little bit longer. It is kind of crazy though. Why, why is social security the one place out there that you, there is basically no death benefit. Yeah, it's two hundred and fifty-five dollars or something like that. If if you pass away at age sixty-two and never collected, that's what your wife gets is two two hundred and fifty dollars. Now they can collect off a widower's benefit. And right, but like I get that. what you're but, saying. You're, but at the same time, you put in, you should get something. More there is back no out. death. It doesn't make any sense to me. But you know, it's the there's a lot of it's already be, it's already behind. We yeah, can't, we can't like, add a death benefit on <laughs> yeah, there too. No doubt. They, you know. We'll just skip the government yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. for today. You know, keep the politics out of it. Yeah. All right. But 65, Medicare. Just so you know, if you're in this age range, we have a whole episode on Medicare. We had the specialist come in. So go check that out. But Cole P, Medicare. What, what do we got? So we had the specialist from KHI, Thank you. Doreen Coppinger and Lindsay Simpson came in. Which they're uh, awesome. That was a couple episodes ago. So you could look at it pretty. Caleb will link it. Yeah, you, you could look at it uh, pretty easily. Um, so 65 is when you uh, are required to elect for Medicare. Now, there are some reasons that you don't have to elect Medicare at that time. Uh, if you're currently working and, and have a qualified plan or if your spouse is working and you're on their insurance and they have a qualified plan, you don't have to elect Medicare. But I would say the most important thing is that people between the ages of 62 and 65, because a lot of people want to retire early, right? At 62. Everyone. But you can't get on Medicare till sixty five. So that age had this conversation twice last week. Yeah, I, I, yeah. all the time. Twice. All, all the, the time. time. We have it all the time with people and like, okay, so what is your plan with health insurance between sixty two and sixty five if you want to retire early? Now a lot of times they'll have a spouse that they can go on their insurance or maybe their employer is going to let them stay on their insurance or something like that. But if you have no plan, no it can be super duper expensive. So uh, 65 is, is kind of a magic age. And that's a lot of the, a lot of times that's the age that we're shooting at for people uh, just because Medicare is a big piece of the puzzle. 
and it's it's a lot cheaper than having insurance on the open market. Mm -hmm. But that is the time that you qualify for Medicare is age 65, and you cannot qualify earlier. There is no qualified age 60 or, you know, like Social Security is uh, has a full retirement age, but you can take it at 62. There is nothing on Medicare unless you have a disability or another uh, something else like that. So uh, the uh, Medicare is 65. It's kind of a hard line that, that you have to cross in order to be on Medicare. And you have a, you know, a seven month that was window. Just gonna that's, say. That's, so three months before you, you turn 60, yet you turn 65, that's when your enrollment period starts. You can go in and you know, I think now they do a lot of them virtually where you can do like a virtual meeting with, with, with a specialist, do. you know, in Medicare for the government. Um, but you have that, that seven month window uh, to, uh, to elect. Yeah. Or you're late. Your Medicare you fees. Yep. So it's a big one. It's a big one too. And we hear that a lot. Like one spouse is retired and the other one, they want their spouse to retire, but they need their insurance. We were talking about this previous episode. Like there's, there's certain jobs you could take just to have health insurance, but it's something you definitely need to plan for. Like, don't just think you're going to retire early and you're going to be, you're like going to be able to cash flow all that insurance. There, costs. there are strategies out yes, there though. Yeah. So that's where I, I think it is important to people to know it's not just like, Hey, I have to, now you have to have some money saved, obviously, you know, yeah. or you got to have an income, you know, a, a passive income or something to be able to, you know, subsidize the, the, the insurance if you are going to retire early. But I do think, um, that's a lot of times where, where we come into play and we can help someone find mm-hmm. a strategy or, maybe a short-term income vehicle that can can help generate extra income while we have to pay for that, you know, the health insurance. Yeah, let, let me give an example real quick of what Cole's talking about too because I had a client the other day that uh, wanted to retire at 63 and and, and did, not, did not have an option for insurance, uh, insurance at, at their employer. They couldn't continue. I mean, they, you can always continue COBRA, but it's going to be an expensive uh, thing. But they had cash and Roth money saved up. So I was like, well, do you think you can live off that money for the next two years, basically collect no income from the, you know, from anybody or the government, then you can go on what's considered Obamacare. I don't know the exact uh, name of it, but considered Obamacare, where if you show a very low income, you can basically get health care for free. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you get a subsidy based on your income levels. So the yeah. higher your income, the less subsidy you get, and eventually you get no subsidy and you're just, you're subject to the open market. So if you can reduce your income down, drastically and and you know in the Roth sense he, you'd be taking anything out of the Roth tax free mm-hmm. so it doesn't show up as reportable income just another you. golden yeah. nugget yeah. about your Roth yeah. like so. everyone's like why you love Roth I'm like wait till yeah yep. you know, well, and, and it's not it's a strategy that again we don't we're not recommending yes. it we're not we're not telling you you should do it and it's not for everybody that's why you need to talk to me it's got to be part of your plan because just if that. you decrease if you take all your Roth and all your cash out in that two years and then you don't have enough retirement say it doesn't work yep. so and then you're stealing from your future too you, yep. it's yep. it's per person per plan definitely something to plan for Hey there, listeners. This episode of How to Money with Cole and Cole is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about you, but for me, finding the work-life balance of being a husband and father and working a job has been so rewarding, but it also can be so exhausting. And that's why it's important for me to take care of my health and not just my physical health, but my mental health. And that's where therapy comes in. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. And you know what's great about it? It's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of challenges. To get started, you just have to answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. 
If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you with more scheduling flexibility at a more affordable price. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com CFG to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash C-F-G. All right, let's do a little dollars and cents. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. The housing market, Cole J, go. Cities where home sellers are slashing prices. This was a an slashing art- prices. Yeah. Let me sit up. <laughs> the article. This is one of those things where you get into it a little bit. And the the headlines a little different than the mm-hmm. substance of the article, but I do find it relevant. Interest rates uh, on mortgages uh, last week, I think, hit you know a high like eight percent. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. a know, 20 year <laughs> high or something like that. Don't quote me on that. But um, since last September, uh, this this article Cole, Cole shared with Bailey and I, and it was, it was interesting. At 6.30 in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I giggled. But it showed 14 cities. It was talking about 14 of the large metro cities. And it was it was going through the the housing, you know, the housing data in there and what it's looked like over the last year. And, and actually home prices, you know, the article says home sellers are slashing prices. Home prices are still up 0.4%, but that's, substantially down year over year, what we generally see in the increase in, in housing pricing year over year. Um, and inventory is down 4%. Mm. So we're still at a, a very, very tough time, you know, with the the higher interest rates, low inventory, you know, it's 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 a tough time. Creates for, for a hard time a, to buy. Yeah, it, you know, Caleb, it, you know, you already have a house, but someone, you know, that's your age, born in 2002, going out and trying to find a house, it is very, very tough right now. Or and, people that have families that are expanding, you're like, wow, we don't yep. have, yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, in one one uh, headline in the article is, you know, is now a good time to buy a house. You always hear that. And it's one of those things of it's, you know, we need housing. People need housing. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about this is uh, rent prices going through the roof. It's it's about the same equivalence. It's going to, to rent right now. So. Um, I don't have a great answer. I think it's individually specific. You I know, would to, agree with that. To, you know, to your your budget things going on there. But um, this is the effects of the interest rate cycle we're in and what the Fed is wanting to do with tightening the money supply. And uh, it's making, you know, hopefully at mm-hmm. some point we see, we see the prices, we need inventory to go up in houses. Yeah. So that's really yeah. the problem is we, which if you, I'm an, I'm a house, you know, real estate, you're a real estate yeah. nerd. We've, we've underbuilt since the financial crisis drastically underbuilt new homes. So we're, we're seeing like a bunch of impacts. It's not just interest rates. It's the supply has been an issue for quite a while. So till we get a little better handle on the supply supply side, I think, you know, probably yeah. higher home prices are here to stay. Demand is demand is high. Obviously it's a supply and demand thing. Demand mm-hmm. is high. Um, demand when high interest rates are there though. It's kind of it's like crazy. It uh, is. It's a bad. Yeah. And, and I think the biggest problem right now is, is people aren't listing their homes because they have not a, another home to go to. That's that's yeah. probably the biggest issue. And I, I feel like they can't move to the new home unless they make sure they sell theirs, but they're not, you know, it's just. A, but it's going to be hard to yeah. sell it when people yes. aren't buying at 8%. Yes, you know, and the prices are high. Yeah. It, it'll create some point when interest rates from a mortgage standpoint do go down. It's going to create a, a frenzy of activity. That's it's going to be like COVID re- where everyone was like Abundance of refinances. It. And then you're also, you're a CPO. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to upgrade now my house because yeah. my interest rates now 4% or 5%. 
you know, we're some of us in this room are below three. I don't 2. think I, I can't, I can't even move. I'm like, I just thought you, about, I, was like, just I won't that. even move. Have you seen them? There's videos of like younger families. They're like, when you got your starter home, but you're learning it's your forever home because of the interest rate. <laughs> like they're like, I was like, oh, that feels like me. Yep. It's not yeah. a start, but I just, it's funny. You feel, you do feel, it is too, it's such a psychology when you feel like you can't move, then it's kind of like you feel stuck and stuff. You know what I mean? Like gotta stay here i got 2.25 time time to in in you know upgrade the house start yeah. doing all those projects that's yeah. that's what i think is you're gonna see a big big influx of as people doing uh remodeling to their yeah. current house and we saw that during covid too also but uh you know why not stay where you're at pay the lower interest mm-hmm. and uh not double your payment and go to you know a slightly better house um so i i also agree with you i think they are you know they, they have shocked the system right yep. they, they've done what they wanted to do they shocked the system they stopped inflation uh it's a lot lower than it was uh when they start and they will co- hopefully come down gradually on the interest rate not like they went up come down gradually you'll just see this naturally pick back up i mm-hmm. believe but for right now it's a it's a difficult time in the housing market so always take care of your plan yep yourself. for sure all right, Cole. How, how many years away are you from retirement? Oh, shut up! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh gosh, one year closer here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, Cole's birthday is 11, 11. Listen, I got a quick story. I love birthdays. Symbolic. Boo. It's just my. It's just my vibe. Like it's a visual thing. I told Cole. I was like, I think this is the first year I was working for Colby. I love him. I love birthdays. We decorated his office. He was so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I put like a birthday. Don't second. decorate my office. He's like, do take it do down. And I was like. I took it down. Yeah, but like he was like, "Don't do that again." I, I, <laughs> he I just, hates attention. A, a, I specifically told you, "Do not decorate for my birthday." I don't want anything. I don't want anybody even wish me happy birthday. I don't care. I don't oh, want attention. Come I, on. I just don't really enjoy my birthday. Like Bailey, Bailey wants everyone to after, tell her happy birthday. After I want, no, I just want everyone to enjoy their day. It's yeah. Your day. Well, that's how I feel every day. So, so I don't know why I, yeah, anyway. Anyways, different opinions on birthdays. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Good okay. joke, Bailey. Good Full joke. retirement age. Cole's the closest one in the room, so I'm going to let him oh take it. Oh, my gosh. Take it. Wow. The shots just keep coming. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Full retirement age. Uh, bounces between uh, right now, uh, 66 and six months to 67 for people born between 1957 to 1960. Anyone born after 1960, which is everybody in this room, your full retirement age is currently 67. What that means with Social Security is Cole alluded to this earlier. I can make as much money as I want. I'm not subject to the earnings test anymore. I can take Social Security and I can make a million, billion, jillion dollars, whatever, doesn't matter. You're not going to have anything taken back away from out of your Social Security check as long as you wait till your full retirement age to elect that. So after full retirement age, I can make as much as I want. Before that, I'm subject to the earnings test. In the year in which you're going to turn your full retirement age, you have a uh, also have a limit there if you elect early, but as long as you wait till that month and once you tr- turn your full retirement age to take your first, first social security check, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. That's a good one to know. I yeah. And, and to piggyback on that, let's go to the, I know this, this, this bolts right into age 70, right? The next one on the milestone, but between that 67 and 70 uh, range you do, if you say you're a person that wants to wait, you're still working and you're like, well, I, I don't need it. I feel like I'm going to, you know, generally people that wait, they have more longevity risk. I, I would say in, mm-hmm. in, in general, or, or they're really trying Numbers to boost, driven. yeah, they're trying to boost their income. They're looking at the, the math, but, um, 
you know, for each each year you wait after your full retirement age, you do get an increase. And I is it eight percent? It's approximately eight percent. Around it's, there, it's different for every person depending based on, on their full retirement yep, age yep. is. But and in the opposite, the other way, if yep. you if you it's elect early, down. it's reduced about eight yep. percent. And that's the thing is, it's a permanent reduction or a permanent uh, increase. So. Yep. Whatever your whatever your Social Security is on the first day, say it's two thousand dollars a month, uh, you will get two thousand dollars a month for the rest of your life. Now you'll get increases from Social Security, cost the of cost living. of living increases, but that won't ever go up or go down based on when you elected. Yep. Now, if I elected at sixty two, that might be twelve hundred. Yeah, I get to collect for five years longer, but after age sixty seven, it doesn't go up. I, I mean, that's a common misconception. People think that that. If you elect early, it just goes up, but it doesn't. There is um, just not everyone knows this, but uh, you know, for for us and we have all different types of technology and different things. We do have software that'll show us our break even age. You can go and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, I'm 62. My benefits, you know, X X. I'm gonna, you know, I think I'm gonna live to 82. What's the crossover? You know, if I wait to my full retirement age to where." that decision was the right it decision. It really makes sense. Yeah, yeah and, and, and it's it makes it clear, I think more clear for people to go through that exercise. And a lot of times that full retirement age seems to be about, I mean, the actuaries yeah. for the government, they know what they're doing based on, you know, um, longevity right yes. now. Yes, yeah. yeah and I, tell, I tell my retirees and pre-retirees this, that's like, I will give you, a, you know, kind of a recommendation on what I would do with Social Security and, and the system will tell us, but Whatever you, I mean, it's, it's, it's up ultimately, it's up to you. If you say I would, the day I retire, I want to start collecting social security and I'm going to retire at 62, I'm going to help you do that. But at the same time, I can also show you if it doesn't help or doesn't work in your plan, why it doesn't or work. Or if it makes more sense to wait, like the benefits. I, I don't think I've really had someone fully make the decision on a statistical analysis, you know, it's no. for security specifically, obviously the other accumulation of dollars, that's, that's going to have more of an impact, but Never had someone elect Social Security based on me running a chart and saying, "Here's your break even." If you go on this, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. Like never you're had like that nerding out. Yeah, it never there. had that happen. Like, so cool, cool. But some people elected. feel better about it. You know, they go through it and they can do it themselves. Yeah. You know, so so age yeah. seventy, turn that bad boy on. So age seventy is the last. Yeah. So we kind of touched on that, but that's the last time that you can yep. turn it on. So if you are age seventy in one day, you waited too long because you you're have not no gonna, benefit. You have no, no. benefit. You yep. can't increase. Now the permanent. Uh, the permanent increase in your social security also goes on to your spouse if you pass away first too. So that is another point. reason that people wait. The spousal benefit. A lot yeah. Of times. Yep. Maybe yeah. go into the spousal benefit so, just real quick. Yeah. So I have a couple right now that uh, in the the wife uh, stayed home with the kids and she's worked at a preschool since the kids were gone. So not, not a whole lot of income. She's never made over $20,000 a year where the, the husband worked all the way through, uh, made more money um, and, and he is going to wait until age 70 to elect because his benefit is much higher than hers. And when one of those two pass away, plus he's about five years older than her, one of those two pass away, that larger benefit stays, the lower one drops off. So if his, his benefits, uh, 3,500 and hers is only 700, they're only going to drop that 700. She's going to keep the 3,500 until she passes away, which is huge, especially living on your own. And women usually do live longer longevity. So it's just, again, statistically speaking that's what's going to happen yeah. is that she's he's going to die first she's going to live i mean in the system it has her living like seven or no 12 years longer so the five years plus seven mm-hmm. um, 12 years longer than him uh so she's going to collect that higher benefit so it made sense to him he's like yeah i i want her to have that higher benefit so i'm going to wait till 70 to take social security yeah 
That's a great conversation piece too. Yep. Yep. For sure. All right. We're retired. I have my social security on. I'm living my best life. Where are you guys going to be living in retirement? Arizona. I knew you were going to say that. Where are you going? Fort Dodge. Where are you going to be? <laughs> I'll be in Fort Dodge. Yeah, I'll always have a you know a place. I, I, yes, but I'll I know you have ties to Fort Dodge. Heart, I know, I know, but where else will you be going? Chicago. Oh yeah, duh. I knew cold. that. It's cold in Chicago. <laughs> I don't mind the cold. Yeah, I like. He is weird. I I like Christmas with snow, and I like the cold. I, this is my favorite time of year because it's cold at night. We were in Menards yesterday. <laughs> speaking of Christmas. And I can't, and there's a huge, like, like 50 foot blow up Santa. And he's like, Santa. Oh, that's cute. Canton, like said, two years old. Listen. I'm like, this is too early for Christmas stuff already. We're not big enough to get canceled, but maybe we are. Don't judge me. But the people, (laughs) check your budget to have like 22 of those Christmas things in your yard. Like, check your budget. How can you afford? I'm like, dang, those are like $200 a pop. Like, I'm like doing the math in their yard. Okay, I'm getting off topic, but every year it drives me nuts. All right, you're in Arizona, you're in Chicago, I'm in Colorado. It, it's RMDs. Cold. It's cold out of Colorado. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah but it's, it's different. different. It's just it's magical out there. Okay, RMDs. Right. What is an, What did Alexa call me your, your, when she first started? Oh, what was she oh, called? Yeah, and I had to go. I'm like, it's she. Worms. She had one of the, one of the no, no. She had one of the letters wrong. And I was like, <laughs> no, it's required minimum distribution is what it is. And she goes, oh my gosh, you know, she had like the aha moment. And I, I don't think anyone knows what an RMD is unless you work in this world or two. You're really yeah. close to taking. Yeah, you know, you're older, have, have pre-tax, pre-tax money, yeah, pre-tax dollars. But so age right now, age seventy three. So that's the last one technically on our miles. You know, retirement milestones. Um, or retirement birthdays, but really we're gonna have to add one because mm-hmm. that you yep. know there's gonna be some changes there. Yep. So anyone anyone that was born 1959 or earlier, your RMD age is gonna be 73. Correct. And and we're gonna have to add one. We're gonna have to add you age 75. So anyone born after 1960, your retirement or RMD age will be age 75. Mm-hmm. So and what an RMD really is. So break that down. I know we're using that like yeah. everyone knows what that is, but it's it's the number the the IRS says. Hey, you've got a deduction or or some type of dollar in a pre-tax account or in a in a retirement-based account. Once you hit a certain age, we want you to start claiming some of that as income and paying some taxes. Yeah, we it. want our money back. And that's that's really what it was. And they've they've started to as longevity and people have aged, you know, or, or living longer. They've they've extended that uh, that age deadline out. Yeah, it used to be seventy and a half, not too long ago. Yeah, um, not long so ago not at to all. Confuse it did things, just but, change. But another uh, half birthday in yeah, there for but, some reason. But basically, it's seventy three or seventy five based on your birthday. And and good thing about Roth IRAs again is you're not required to take money out of Roth IRAs, your own Roth IRA. If you inherit one, you are yep, required yep. to take money out. Good disclaimer. But if you uh, if you have your own Roth IRA, you are not required to take you can any. Let it grow minimum distributions you don't have to take money out because it's really the government just trying to collect tax on that money yep um and this becomes an an issue for some people that that if they were doing all pre-tax uh up to you know their career and and either didn't know about roth or just didn't or wanted the tax deduction or didn't have the option whatever uh if they save a lot of ira money this this can this can really get you or this can be a problem tax it can be a tax problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'm 73. I have all my retirement and pre-tax. What Cole's saying, every year I have to take that certain amount based off my age and what they're counting. I have to take that out every year. By the end of the year, I get penalized. Especially if you have mm-hmm. continue to have like mm-hmm. maybe investment income or rental income from farmland, whatever it might be, you can start. Uh, yeah, it can start to really, it, you know, be a big 
bigger tax bill than what you might have expected. Yeah, because it starts at just under 4%. Let's just call it 4%. So every year, you know, so 73, I'm required to take 4% of my IRA. And then next year's 4.1, 4.2. It keeps going up and up and up and up. up. But you're only required to take 4%. But if you have 2 million saved up, that's 80 grand. You know, that's all income. It's all considered income. all income. That's like you made $80,000 at a job that year and you got to pay federal tax on it. Now the only benefit for the state of Iowa residents, whoop, whoop. No state. No state income tax. Which is is new for us. New for us. Or people live in Florida and there's quite a few state tax exempt states. Which is again, it's another way. Plan ahead, you know? Yep. Be ahead of it. Like 75, 73, it seems so far away, but it makes a big difference in passing money down and what you want to do with it. Like we have clients that are like, I don't need my RMD, just invest it. You know what I mean? It's very interesting to see how people use it too. And we will, uh, in future episodes, I know not to give anything away, spoilers, but we will talk about a strategy, you know, in our giving giving month on Mm -hmm. some things that you can do to help alleviate some of that taxes. Um, by utilizing your your required minimum distribution. Yeah, if I if I have a client that is going to have tax, what I consider tax issues or or high tax rates in retirement when they start their RMDs, we may start planning for that at age 63, 64, yep. 65, even maybe before they retire because we would rather pay the lower tax rate now and who knows what's going to happen with tax rates. We assume they're all going to go up since we're at historic low tax rates right now. But, um, you know, start planning that 10 years before you have to take it, mm-hmm. then it makes it less that you have to take when you get that age. Yep. So RMDs, we got that taken care of. A nice thing about working with us, I feel like RMDs are probably the more gray area where not everyone really knows about them until time comes, but we do do a courtesy call and we really try to help our clients like, hey, you have this amount of money you need to take out of these accounts. It's it's not like we're responsible for it, but we really try to help our clients with that. Because if you have four IRAs, you don't have to take RMDs out of each one. You can calculate it and be strategic and take it out of one or two or whatever it may be. But just another good reason to work with someone on these type of things. Yeah, we talk about buckets a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So if the market's way down, we probably wouldn't take it from your market bucket. We would take it from your money market bucket or, mm-hmm. you know, so we have different ways to go about it. Uh, we have people that set up, we set them up on incomes just to take that RMD during the year. Uh, it might be taken out of a, a, a cash strategy or an income strategy. So there's different ways to go about it. Again, like Bailey said, it's something that we help you plan for. Um, it's a service that we offer. It's not necessarily a financial advisor's responsibility to get the money out. It is your personal responsibility. So if we screwed up, but we want to yeah. educate you and empower you to know what it is and how to do it best. Just like all these birthdays. What our job is, is to empower you during these pivotal birthday milestone is to help you take, it doesn't seem it, but these little decisions really add up and can make a huge difference long-term in your plan. And like, if you take control of your plan at these pivotal moments, you'll be surprised how much more benefits you can get out of it. Preach. Preach. Yeah. And, and some of these Birthdays. decisions are, are irrevocable. Yeah. I mean, yep. social security oh, is one of the most, you can, you can revoke it for the first year, but after that it's irrevocable. So if you start it and you didn't need to, or had made too much income or what, you can't take it back. And nothing hurts my heart more when people are like, well, I just did it because my neighbor did it. Or I just did it because Joe I thought it was told a, me yeah. to do it. And I'm yes. like, it's not same a great with like pensions. I know we didn't talk about it. We talked about in service, but same thing with like pensions. When your pension time comes I like Joe, your neighbor, but talk to someone who works with pensions every day. You know what I mean? Make sure you're fully educated when you're yeah, making these empowered. decisions. For sure. All right. Well, well, that was good. Birthday milestones. When's your birthday, Cole J? January 17th. 11-11, 10-10. It's cool. Caleb, you're a baby. Yeah, that's all right. 
February. He's in February. February uh-huh. 28th. Oh, yeah. 26th. 26th. Uh, also, we do have this cool little graph we put in our welcome packets, and you can fill out your birthdays on it, so you know, like, okay, this month, this age, I need to take care of this. It's a little add-on. I love it. We'll link that. I'll send that to you. All right, before we end the episode, Chiefs play the Broncos. Win or loss? <laughs> oh, my gosh. They'll get beat by 40. <laughs> Steelers are on a bye. Uh, Cowboys play Chargers. Win or loss? Win. Win? All right. Let's Pan- say win. Panthers play the Dolphins. That'll be an L. That's oh, right. yeah. Yeah. E. E. Football. Hey, and let's do this. Who gets beat by more, the Broncos or the Panthers? <laughs> oh, this is not. Oh, Panthers. that's a good one. The Panthers. You think you the think Panthers so? are going to win more? Yeah. Oh. The Chiefs' offense has been kind of stagnant. You'd say the, I hope you say the Broncos, and we can have a little bet on it. But that's all right. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I was going to say something Panthers are terrible. It. It's fine. That was good. Yeah. Happy birthday, everyone. Happy birthday, Bailey. Thank you. It's a good time to reflect. All right. Pressure is a privilege. Billy Jean King. Go Cubs. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of the Central Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. To learn more, visit their website at www.centralfinancialgroup.com and follow them on all their social media platforms. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. For... Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only, and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary, therefore... The information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.